0: Friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and today on the podcast, we are doing the 2020 year-in-review. I have had a lot of requests for these year-in-reviews. I was going to do them quarterly, and then 2020 happened, and everything was kind of chaotic, so I did one. Um, I believe it was in July that was like halfway through the year, an update of how it was going, things that were working, things that were not working. So this is the end of the year, a check-in, and kind of just the summary of what's been happening with Etsy and with my shop personally. Y'all know that I like to be transparent with those numbers because I think that it's important that you are following somebody and listening to somebody and learning from somebody who has that experience and who is walking the walk with you and still doing it and still struggling with those things and still impacted by that kind of good, bad, ugly. So I am going to go through some sort of what's worked in my shop this year, what has not worked, the actual numbers of the shop and all of that. However, I do want to kick off by saying that this will probably be my last year in review where we talk hard and fast numbers Um, not because, I mean, I, I probably will still do it in my paid programs if they want to know that information or if we want to go into depth there, but in terms of like free public information, having it all out there, it gets to be a little bit awkward for me as this podcast has grown. Um, and as all of the, kind of people that I know in real life have been more engaged with the stuff that I have put out there. I do like to have that transparency and I do plan on still doing check-ins mid-year and at the end of the year with percentages of growth and percentages of goals met. But the actual hard and fast numbers, you know, it seems like you're just in your basement talking to the internet abyss but then when somebody comes up to me at preschool or at church or whatever, and they're like, oh, hey, I love your podcast, it's very uncomfortable for me to have all of that out there. So I just wanted to kind of lead with that to say that this will probably be the last one with those really hard and fast numbers. But I did want to do this because I know that y'all like to hear these things and I get requests a lot about kind of that behind the scenes glimpse or pulling back the curtain on my shop. So I wanna kick off by first talking about what has worked really well this year Um, in my shop personally and also just on Etsy. I think that one of the biggest things that has worked and been extremely important this year was getting organized and really planning out things at least several weeks in advance in order to be ahead of the inevitable delays that have happened. So I talked a lot in my mid-year report about how the COVID delays and the shipping delays had dramatically impacted my shop in the first half of the year. And that was very, very true. Um, A lot of it was, I mean, obviously unexpected. Nobody really saw COVID coming, or at least I didn't. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, a lot of that had to do with just not planning well enough in advance. Um, but being able to get a handle on sort of the new timeline, I guess, the revamp of timeline, I have suppliers that I've been ordering from for years and years, so, I have working relationships with these people and I have sort of a standard of what I expect when I place an order. So I place an order and it probably takes maybe seven to 10 days or so to arrive. And so that was kind of how I've always planned out my organization and my product purchasing. Um, And then the Chinese New Year happened and then COVID happened directly after that in China. And so it ended up like orders that I placed in the middle of the Chinese New Year in late January weren't arriving until like April or May. So it was pretty dramatic. Um, And again, I talked a lot about those delays in the first half of 2020 podcast that I did. But in the second half of the year, I did finally get myself together a little bit and get organized enough to be ahead of those and to finally be able to kind of just, I don't know, get my wits about me. It um, It was really hard for me to it's very stressful, you know, when you have orders coming in that you can't fill and all of that. So it just took me a while, I guess, to kind of get that footing. Um, I obviously also had a baby in July, and so that kind of made everything a little chaotic leading up to that as well. But So I would say what's working there is to be organized. That's probably something that always works, but it is something that I've struggled with and also just forward thinking enough to anticipate delays, anticipate holidays, anticipate these things that are going to slow down the production of orders or slow down things going out of the shop. So that's been something that's been really big for me. And it also has... kind of a side effect of that has been that I have had to order much larger quantities than I'm used to. So I used to order maybe let's say 200 quilts at one time. um, And now I'm doing like double that just to make sure that those things are not getting lost in, you know, lost in transit or that they're not, that that I have the stuff on hand to um, sort of be able to cope with delays as they come up. So this has been something that's been a big change for me. I've always been a bit of a last minute scrambler in terms of having supplies and ordering things ahead of time. I also don't like to sit on a lot of inventory because it gets very expensive. And so I've always been a bigger fan of purchasing kind of the bare minimum bulk order that I can, but that has had to change this year. So this has been a big change for me and um, I'm not crazy about it, but it is what it is for right now. The second thing that has really worked well for me this year is to finally have an employee. I hired my first employee who is like actually a W-2 employee, not a contractor, Um, in February, and she started right before COVID started, and she has been pretty consistent. We had about two months or so that she didn't come um, because of COVID, but then she's been coming since then, and that has honestly been amazing for the business and amazing for that consistency. It has allowed me to continue to be on top of things, even though I have this newborn baby, Um, and it's just been an amazing help. I've never had consistent help in my shop before. This is the first time I've ever hired anybody. It's really the first time I've ever had any help. I had my mom come in, um, maybe like three or four times before to help package orders. But I, other than that, I've never had any help in the business. I've always been running it myself And just to have some things that I can count on someone else to do to help the systems to continue to work has been really transformative to me, if for no other reason than just the mental stress of knowing that there's somebody else that can take on some of the workload. So that's been really big for me. Um, she only works five hours a week, so that's not, um, you know, it's not a huge amount. She's still extremely part-time, obviously, um, But it also lets me know that there is ability in the future to continue to increase the sales that I've had. Um, I feel like my shop has been kind of at the same level for the past few years by design. I have been not really wanting to scale up anymore because I didn't want to take on more work. When I was the only one that was doing all of the day-to-day monogramming, it was like, you know, if I can work 10 hours a week and make this amount of money in the shop, I don't want to double it to 20 or 30 or 40 hours a week and then double the income as well because I just don't have the time to do that. I don't have um, consistent childcare right now. And so I can't go from five hours a week or 10 hours a week to 20 or 25. I can't do that. So my sales have kind of stayed at the same level for the past few years, and that's something that I wanted to change. And I think that um, hiring this employee will help me to continue to scale up those sales without having to work more hours, which is amazing. The next thing that I wanted to touch on for kind of what's working or maybe better put is just like what has not ended up to be a bad thing (laughs) is the offsite ads. I think we talked about this again a little bit in the the mid-year report, but offsite ads was a big thing that people were very worried about in terms of the amount that it would be costing to pay this percentage. It's um, I think 12% for, People that have had over ten thousand dollars in sales, and fifteen percent for newer shops with less than ten thousand dollars in sales. So that's a big chunk of money, and it's a big percentage of your uh, of your um, you know revenue for each of those sales. So that was a concern, and it was definitely something that I wanted to watch over a longer period of time over the course of however long they've been running. I believe they started in about February, I think. Started running and then maybe started charging us in the spring, I believe. I'm not exactly positive on that, but I think it was like April, May timeframe. So the offsite ads for me, I ended up paying $153.66 in offsite ad fees. Um, And those were, they brought in an additional $2,359.50 to my shop. So that made up. Overall, a um, 1.6%, that amount of money brought in from the offsite ads made up 1.6% of my overall sales. So to me, that is a very good thing because it is a low percentage of my sales, which means that the vast majority of my sales are coming in through organic means. At this point in time, I am not running any Etsy promoted listings or the on-site ads. Um, And I have not been for several months. So almost all of my sales are coming in through organic traffic um, through the Etsy search. And um, so that is not costing me anything other than just the normal Etsy fees. When you break that down, that $153.66 that I paid in offsite ad fees, it would, if it was broken down over the total number of sales that I've had in my shop, it would be five cents per sale. So if I raised my prices by five cents, it would cover all of my offsite ad fees. Obviously, I'm not gonna raise my prices by five cents, it's not really worth it to do that and it doesn't really matter, but I just wanted to make that point that when you're looking at the total amount that you've sold for the year and the total amount that you've paid in offsite ad fees, break it down to how much of an impact it's actually having on each sale that you have. So for me, it is over the average of all of my sales costing five cents, which is. Is pretty negligible and not definitely not something that I'm going to lose sleep about or really think about in any kind of way. <laughs> the next thing that has really worked for me this year has been continuing to streamline my shop. This is the first year that I did not launch for the whole year, I didn't have any new products, I didn't have any random products, I wasn't testing anything in terms of new product or new inventory. Um, which really helped me to keep my inventory costs under control, which was all the more important during COVID because as we're gonna go into in just a second, my costs increased quite a bit with COVID. So continuing that kind of theme that I've been having for the past 18 months or so of really continuing to streamline the products that I have, streamline the listings, and narrow down on this very, very narrow niche that I'm selling in, has been a really good thing for me and has allowed my shop to continue to be extremely profitable, even though those expenses have increased. So on that note, in terms of things that are not working this year or have not worked this year, um, one of the things that was really challenging for me over the course of the year was that COVID really threw my shipping costs for a loop with overseas shipping. I order most of my raw materials from China, directly from my supplier in China, and the shipping just went through the roof with the changes. I mean, it really just disrupted the whole supply chain. So I have ordered these things for years from this same lady, and all of a sudden with COVID, you know, they shut down a lot of airplanes, which is a lot of how overseas shipping happens with cargo planes. So everything was shipping on um, like boats, which was taking forever, but it was also costing a lot more. My raw material costs went up by almost 30% this year. So that has been a really big challenge because it has dramatically cut into my profits, quite frankly. Um, I have not raised my prices to account for that because I keep thinking that at some point the shipping charges will go back to normal. I will probably give it another six months or so in, you know, the current state that we're in and kind of see how this plays out through the spring and into the early summer. And if the prices continue to stay the way that they are with shipping, at that point, I probably will raise my prices on my actual products. But Again, this has kind of been something that I've just had to roll with the punches with. It was not something that I was anticipating um, you know, I don't think it's anything that anybody was really anticipating, so it's kind of something that I'm just watching and we'll see what happens over the next few months with that. but that has really been um, a lot of additional expense so you know when you're talking about ordering three or four hundred baby quilts at one time with thirty percent increase in in prices, that's a big it's a big jump in how much I'm spending. So that has definitely not been working for me this year. Although the pro- the products that I sell are still very profitable and I have extremely good profit margins on the items that I have, it has been something that has cut into my overall take-home pay. The next part of what is not working, I guess, or what's been a challenge is that the first half of the year really was a struggle. So when I did the mid-year report in July, I said that my sales through the first half of 2020 were $62,000, which was dramatically lower than 2019. Um, The second half of the year was a lot better. I did have a 31% increase in the second half of the year by just being able to get on top of my sales and have things going out consistently and not just sitting, you know, spinning my wheels, not really getting anywhere. But the first half of the year was definitely a struggle for everybody in a lot of different ways. Um, But that's impacted my overall, I guess, kind of, Results for the year or the year in review. When I look at it, it's like the second half of the year is dramatically different than the first half of the year. So that's something that is, um, you know, was a big struggle and and made business really difficult in the first half. Sixty-two thousand dollars in the first six months of the year is the lowest that I have had in many years. Thankfully, the second half of the year was much better and I am hopeful that that trend will continue into 2021. The last thing that I would say was the biggest struggle of 2020 for all of us um, was just the delays in general. I've talked about my delays in terms of getting raw materials, but also the shipping delays and getting things out. Um, I'm recording this episode on December 30th, so I still have so many dozens and dozens of orders that were shipped for Christmas time that are still in transit. Um, There were a ton of Christmas delays. There've been a ton of issues with the post office and just getting things out and backed up and, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Tracking, not updating and all of those things. That's something that we've all experienced. Obviously, the higher volume that you're shipping out, the more you're experiencing it and the more that you're seeing it Overall, I would say that I have had extremely patient um, customers, very, very positive um, feedback from people and not a lot of people who are really angry or really upset about the delays. I think that everybody realizes that this is something that has been impacting us across the board. So it's not something that's specific to my shop. But I think that it's hard to talk about the year and talk about particularly the end of the year without talking about those Christmas delays. This is always an issue around Christmas time. People that are ordering last minute, people that are wanting to you know, get something tomorrow and whatever, but this year it was just above and beyond anything else that I've seen. Hopefully they will kind of get back to normal and it'll be okay. I have a lot of faith that all of these packages that are still out for delivery are going to actually get delivered. They're not really lost, they're just massively delayed. And so I have a ton of sympathy for the postal people who are having to sort through those additional millions of packages that they received and all of kind of the change in shopping habits that have happened throughout 2020. And they're kind of on the receiving end of the brunt of that work. So those are the things that were really challenging this year. Obviously, 2020 was really challenging in general. There were a lot of mental and emotional things that just made the year different than anything else we've ever seen. But in terms of the final stats as of today, December 30th, so I still have a couple days to make more sales, but I have consistent childcare right now. So I am recording this right now while I have someone to watch the baby. I had for 2020, $143,294 in sales with 3,314 sales this year, which means that the average order value was $43.23, and I had a 5% conversion rate for the year. So honestly, when I recorded the first half of 2020 um, review, or kind of check in that episode. I said that my goal for the year was $150,000 in sales, but really I don't know that I thought that I would get there based on the fact that I had $62,000 in sales in the first half of the year. That was going to be a big jump and um, it was going to be a very busy second half of the year for me to get there. So getting to By the time the actual January 1st rolls around, it will probably be right at $144,000. I'm honestly really happy with. Um, I think that that is probably closer than I thought that I would get. And so even though I didn't reach that $150,000 goal, I am really happy with where the year shook out. It was an 8% decrease from last year, However, the second half of 2020 was actually an increase of 1% revenue um, over 2019. And my fourth quarter of 2020 was up 7% from 2019. So when I break it down into segments of the year, the first half of the year was honestly really low. I can't remember what it ended up. I probably said it in the other episode, but I think it was 10 to 15% lower than 2019. But the second half of the year was actually Actually up from 2019. So the decrease was dramatically weighted towards the first half of the year. So I am hopeful in 2021 that that trend will continue and those stats will continue to be up. Um, I'm really happy with the fourth quarter being up 7% from 2019. I think that's great. So hopefully those trends will increase. So where do we go from here moving into 2021? Like I said, This is probably gonna be my last hard and fast year in review, so I'm gonna go over these numbers and then we will talk about them mid-year with 2021 kind of in a different format. But my goal for 2021 in my Etsy shop is $200,000 in sales. I have gotten really close to $200,000 before, but I've never hit that $200,000 mark. And 2021 is gonna be the year that I do it. So that is my goal in sales this year. And I do also wanna clarify because I get this question a lot um, that the digital sales for my Scale Your Sales program and any kind of coaching I do is not included in these numbers. So I'm not saying like I had $144,000 in revenue that includes the courses. Um, I think that that that's something that people get confused about, but I want to make that point really clear because I don't want you to feel like there's some gray area in terms of the numbers that I'm talking about. These are only for the physical product. This is only for the actual Etsy shop. The digital sales are different and they are separate from that. So, um, you know, when people say like, oh, well, your shop is really successful because you're selling courses on how to sell on Etsy, Um, I do sell courses on how to sell on Etsy, but the shop is completely independent of that and that money is kept separate. So my goal is $200,000 in monogrammed baby blanket sales. (laughs) And I also have a goal for myself to work no more than five hours a week in my shop. Um, That has pretty much been the pace of what I've done for this year. And the five hour a week amount works really well. Um, I can get that done. It's not stressful. And it's obviously an amazing return on my time investment to have that kind of sales with that many hours put in. So I do not have a desire to increase the number of hours that I'm working. I want to continue to have that streamlined sales, um, increase those revenues, and increase those profits. And finally, another part of that is that I want to hit over $800,000 in revenue for the lifetime of my shop. I think that I may have talked about it on maybe a podcast, maybe a Facebook Live, I can't remember, that my goal is to hit a million dollars in revenue in my Etsy shop in the next two years. So this is the first part of that. Um, And so I am on track to hit $800,000 in revenue for 20, um, not for 2021, for overall, if I just continue down the path that I'm on. So that is a part of that goal. And I also have a goal to launch a new segment of my shop with some print on demand items that I've been working on. So there are going to be a lot of new things in my shop this year. I have a lot of goals that I wanna hit with these physical products. And I'm really excited to see what 2021 brings. I think that it's going to be a good year for sales. I think it's gonna be a fantastic year on Etsy. We are seeing more and more people move to online shopping, to small businesses. There's been a huge push with all of COVID to get away from the big box store, to have personalized things, to have really meaningful custom ideas small businesses, small batches, all of those things. So that has all been beneficial to Etsy and to us as small business owners and um, people that are putting these things on the internet and really diving into the strategies of how to grow that as a small business. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and enjoyed my year in review. I would love it if you would come on in to the Facebook group Etsy Roadmap by Lauren Keplinger. It is at laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook. And tell us what your goals are for the coming year. I feel so excited and energized to think about moving past the year that we've been in, moving towards better things, and all of the goals and the accomplishments that we can have and reach for the coming year. So I would love to see you in that group, laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook, and I will see you there. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.